It is time now for farming. Farming with Mairead Lavery on Moncrief. Uh, joined again by Mairead Lavery from Farmer's Journal. Mairead, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, Tom. Well, but the weather is miserable. I don't know what is it's it? like with you, but oh, it's cold and wet and awful. I can only see a tiny patch of the sky from where I am at the moment. And it looks yeah, a bit bit cloudy, a bit blue. doesn't look bad. But, yeah, but I hear yeah. warnings and, and all sorts of things. You're in the middle of it. Well, look, at it. we've had a couple of bad days now. But uh, look, if you can at all get out and see the, um, the colours of the trees. Uh, yeah. The leaves are now literally going over. They've been wiped off now very, very fast. And if you're anywhere near nice trees or hedges, go and have a walk along them. It'll really do your heart good. I Before the, the current lockdown happened, I was down in um, Blarney Castle. And I don't know how on earth Blarney Castle had escaped me for so long that I'd never, ever been there. And my God almighty, it was absolutely fabulous place. And the work that's been done there and, you know, in holding on to the old trees and planting for the future, it was a wonderful story altogether. So if you're anywhere near Blarney Castle, you're very lucky to have it as somewhere to go for your morning or your afternoon walk. Very good. I think a lot of people are, are taking the time with, with the, the lockdown to just find areas around themselves and, and really maybe just appreciate them sometimes often for the yeah, first well, time. Yeah, it's just appreciating what you have. Like just back it the is. road here, two miles from us, um, the local development com- uh, committee on in a little village. And now, I mean, this is a tiny little village of Ballyhall. They went about um, making a river walk down by the, you know, the stream that runs at the end of the village. And they've nearly done a, a kilometre of a walk, but it's absolutely gorgeous because it's opened up the river. Um, there's all these little waterfalls and, you know, cascades and different pools, and it's a big trout river as well. So people hadn't, you know, the older people had totally forgotten about about it because it was so overgrown, and there'd never really been a proper path down there before. Right. And now the hope is that it might be extended even longer. So, you oh. know, it's making use what's around you and what's near you. Is what Very good. Um, some of the stories from the world of farming, I, I don't know how many people know, but uh, the wool market, prices have plummeted. What's happened? Yeah, and you know what? It is really so weird when everybody is into natural and they don't want synthetic and sure all they're doing is buying nylon or whatever the synthetic products are because the price of wool has absolutely collapsed. Um, there was once upon a time here where we could pay the vet bill for the year with the wool, the price for we get for the wool. Now it wouldn't even go go anywhere near paying for to shear it off the sheep's back. And yet it's an absolute essential job that has to be done because, you know, in high summer, sheep are susceptible to all sorts of problems with their fleece. And, I mean, it's like you. Can you imagine now, Tom, if you had your, your thermal vest on and your woolly socks and two pairs of them and a big heavy yarn jumper and a big tweed coat over it in the middle of the summertime? Sure, you know, you wouldn't be going anywhere with that. You'd be miserable. You wouldn't. And it's the same with the sheep. But the, the price of wool in the last year, it's gone from about between 50 and 70 cent a kg down to 20 and 25 cent. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 a child would get way more for the communion money than what you would get from um, shearing a flock of 100 sheep. So, right. um, and, and, and you end up actually in a negative because the wool is making nothing and then you still have to pay the shearer to come and do the job. So, um, but anyway, inside the budget this year, there is a, a, a bit of good news for sheep farmers and also for people, well, for, for, for wool, in, for that matter. Um, there's funding of 100,000 made available for a feasibility study 
of the wool market. I mean, what are the alternatives? You know, is it purely just carpets? If if Russia doesn't buy wool or China doesn't buy it, does the price collapse? Is there anything else we can do with wool? And one of the things that um, is emerging is that, is that wool is a great insulation. I mean, it's a natural material. It's crimped naturally, and that makes it um, a very good insulation material. And it's very safe in terms of smoke and fire. So, you know, with all the retrofit schemes that are being planned over the course of this government's life, putting 100,000 into looking at, what you know, studying the wool market and what could be done with it is certainly good news. And um, we'll see how this develops further. Right. But, I mean, you know, if it was to be an insulation material, it certainly would be another market, rather than right. just depending always on the Chinese or the, the Russians to buy up what we have. Okay, it seems to be a bit of a theme in your, your stories this week that the wool market has kind of has gone away. And the other story you want to talk about is, is lectures on farm diversification, which is kind of telling people to, yeah, well, how to adopt farm, new technologies. Yeah, farm diversification is there all the time. And, um, you know, people looking at a patch of land differently. You know, if you're not making money from sheep and you're not making money from, from beef, well, what else can you do? And... Um, Chagas had a webinar there in the last week or so, uh, and looking at um, you know what what can be done when it comes to diversification, and the advice that farmers were given was to, um, you know, it, it's a good time to start. Now you think now is the time to start to batten down the hatches, but actually no, people are adapting and they're accepting new technology and they're accepting new ideas faster than they ever did, because that's what happens in a time of change. Like, it was Lenin who said, mm. you know, nothing happens for decades, and then decades happens in, happen in weeks. And, uh, and so it is with diversification. And one of the, the ways I saw that now in action was um, at our Women in Agriculture Awards, sponsored by FBD Insurance. We had 11 finalists, and the, um, the, the careers that these women had given up to establish businesses on the family farm were absolutely stellar, you know, all yeah. sorts of engineers, um, uh, consultants, project managers, nurses, they all had high-flying careers. And what they, they really got involved in diversification on farms. So with everything from, you know, growing um, Lescargo, Gaelic Lescargo in County Carlo, um, to um, growing... Um, um, asparagus and garlic right. up in near in in Baltray in County Loud. Um, there were tea rooms that were opened. There was an agri. The, the winners actually were one of them was Anne Marie Ferry from um, Ferry's Farm Foods, and uh, she's producing a beetroot juice and uh, growing three acres and uh, on target to sell thirty thousand bottles of beetroot juice because she noticed that there was German and British beetroot juice on the shelves, but there was nothing from Ireland. And How her family amazing. were into growing growing um, beetroot, and um, so she's moved on with that. And then the winner of another category was um, from, from the Lewisburg in the Linan Valley above in County Mayo. And an amazing agritourism project there that, um, you know, looked at, it took the... the Fourteen or fifteen hundred acre commonage that they had, uh, you know, rights over, and, and right. brought people across that and showed them where, you know, the famine, the lazy beds were, where the little cottages were, where people had Very lived, good. and tell the history of an area. 
So right. those kind of projects are, you know, about all about farm diversification. And there's, right. plenty, you know, there's plenty of it there. Um, although it's a very changing scene, um, you would have to say that. Ray, thank you very much. Pleasure as always to talk to you. And as always, our Farming Slotters podcast on com, or you can listen back on the News Talk app. It's time for a break now, but after that, that Icelandic volcano, it hasn't gone away, you know. <laughs>